Welcome to Title Talk Media, College Football Corner, episode number four. I am your host, Mikey Duo. With me, as always, is Kyle. What's up? Kyle, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. And we have a special guest today, our friend from Title Talk, the best New England Patriots podcast on the internet. That is, of course, the legend LB. LB, how are you doing, my friend? <laughs> The Tuscaloosa legend. I have arrived. I've, uh, we, we've been talking about doing this podcast for a while, and my favorite part of the pod is just the way you introduce him as Kyle. Just like the way, yeah, like I'm Mikey Delulo. That's uh, D I L U L L O. Uh, followed, and, and with me today is Kyle. Well, like, so, to be uh, fair, sometimes <laughs> some legends only need to go by one name. Like, you know, we got Brady, you got Jordan, you got Gretzky, you got Kyle. Well, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. I mean, as soon the first time I ever heard it, I was like, this kid's going to be a star. This yep. this Kyle kid's going to be a star, and nobody even knows it yet. They're just going to be like, oh, that's Kyle. Yeah, exactly. He only needs to go by one name. But you know who <laughs> doesn't need to go by one name? And that is uh, Mario Cristobal, the head coach of the Oregon Ducks football team. Um, and I bring that up because he followed me on Twitter. Like, the the actual Mario Cristobal, verified and everything, followed me on Twitter today. Yeah, I couldn't That's believe that when he, when he sent it in the group, I was like, what are you talking about, Mario Cristobal following you? I, I got the notification, and I thought, this is probably just, like, some really dedicated Oregon fan that used the same uh, profile picture as Mario Cristobal and also used his Twitter name as Mario Cristobal. It's not him. And then I clicked on it and I saw the verified thing and I said, oh man, Mario the Cristobal followed me on Twitter. The old check mark. The old it check wasn't one of those wasn't one of those seven emojis that people use, like that white round oh, with a seven in it that fools yeah. a few people. It was just, it was the real deal. It was a real check. It was the real deal. So there's a, there's a there's a chance Mario Cristobal is listening to this. And if you are, please reach out to me. We would love to have you on the podcast. Of course, we understand head coach of a big-time football program like the Ducks. You're busy, so you know, anytime we'll drop whatever you're doing, and we will have you on the podcast, Coach Cristobal, if you're listening, which I hope, I hope you are. I'm hoping so, too. And so now that we've got that out of the way, we can get into some, some real college football. And let's start out with uh, some transfer updates. Now, we did touch a bit on Eric Gilbert last week, Kyle. But um, there's a couple more I want to talk about. The first being uh, uh, one, of my, one of my least favorite players in the nation. That's uh, Markavius Bryant. Big Cat Bryant, baby. Also known as Big Cat. I don't like him. I don't like him because he went to Auburn. And yeah, but any, anytime you have a nickname like Big Cat, like you're pretty good at football, you know. They don't yeah. call. I mean, it is a great nickname. And here's the thing: it's not even like they didn't even acknowledge his real name. I had to Google it. I had to like find a an article written in like 2017 that listed his real name because he's. I think he was officially listed on the Auburn roster as Big Cat. Yeah, he was. This but kid must be an no absolute stud. <laughs> He's no longer on the Auburn roster. 
he, he's transferring. And LV, I don't know if you've been following the Big Cat Bryant transfer saga, but it's been incredible. So he originally went to uh, – well, he originally went to Auburn and played uh, and played four seasons there. Um, so he was a second-team All-SEC in 2020. But, of course, with the NCAA this year – uh, they gave everyone an extra year of COVID eligibility. So Big Cat Bryant decided to take advantage of that, and he entered the transfer portal. Now, he originally committed to Tennessee, and that would have probably shot him up to number one on my I'm-not-a-fan-of-this-guy list. Played for both Auburn and Tennessee. I don't believe it. But then the whole Jeremy Pruitt thing with the uh, bags, McDonald's bags full of cash, came out so he ended up not going to Tennessee and at one point it looked like he was linked to Oklahoma yeah I do remember and that because Ronnie Perkins left yeah because Ronnie Perkins left yeah and, but he didn't end up going to Oklahoma either he ended up going he ended up following Gus Malzahn and ending up at UCF of all places and honestly he's he's uh, better than the type of talent UCF normally brings in. Not to knock on UCF. Uh, you know, they do bring in a lot of really good players, but this guy was... He, he was an all-SEC defensive lineman for a reason he was at Auburn. He's yeah. just... Oof. He's pretty good. I think getting a big cat's pretty big because he should be able to beat up on yeah, the AAC tackles. I'm going to be honest. I still call it the Big East. Well, I'm going to be honest, even more honest. I call it the old Big East. Oh, okay. Because there there is a basketball conference called the new, called the Big East now. I call that one the new Big East, but we'll save that for next week when we do our March Madness episode. Ooh, that'll be fun. All right, so... Uh, long, another- live the, uh, long, live the, long live the Big East. I just got to get that out there. You know, growing up, I'm a little bit older than you guys. I remember the the Big East was like a whole thing. Boston College was in the Big East, and then they went to the ACC, of course. And we kind of witnessed the slow, you know, I don't know if I want to say death, but that's essentially what it was, right? Was it just kind of slowly yeah. died off as a conference football-wise? It, it really did, yeah. And then there's a I, – I believe it, it's either non-football. It might be basketball only. But either way, they don't play football. And that was the new conference that is able to retain the Big East name. And it has a bunch of, like, you know, a uh, bunch of, like, basketball schools that don't have football teams like Creighton in there. Oh, okay. And then the current – the old Big East is now the American Athletic Conference for the AAC. I think it's a little too close to ACC, so I yeah. still call it the old Big East, also because I'm used to that. I always say ACC sometimes. I almost said ACC when I was talking about Big Cat going to UCF. Well, I, like I'm still like recovering from West Virginia leaving the Big East, if I'm being honest with you. Oh, dude, I mean, West, I, so I, I like to tell the story sometimes. I'm, I'm going to have a lot of dumb stories, but I actually lived in Newport News, uh, Virginia for a couple of years when I was a little kid. The only time I didn't live in Mass before I moved to Connecticut in 2018, blah, blah, blah. But I think Mikey could tell you who, who else is from pretty prominent figure, brothers, actually, I should say. You know who's from Newport News, yep, right? Yep, Michael and Marcus Vick. Yep, that is correct. And so I actually kind of liked Virginia Tech back in that 98, 99 era, that little time period where 
they played um, Florida State in the national championship. They got smoked, basically. Chris Wenke, I believe, was the quarterback, right? Uh, yeah, he was. That was, And then yes. Wenke went back to the national championship a year later and lost 13-2 to to Jason White to Oklahoma. That's pretty tough. There uh, you go. There anyway. You go. Chris Wenke, like 28-year-old senior. Yeah, he played uh, six years of minor league baseball but never made it to the pros. And Bobby Bowden honored his scholarship he gave him 10 years ago. Shades of Hayden Hurst. Yep. So see that, though. I love seeing stuff like that. I, Mikey and I have had talks before about how we wish we could still see, you know, dual athletes. But, like, you'll probably never see it again, like what we saw with Bo Jackson, Deion Sanders. And yeah. it, it was really a cool thing. You know, maybe we could have seen that with guys like Russell Wilson or other players. Of course, Kyler Murray is, is the, you know, the modern name for baseball player who ultimately said, Screw it to the A's. I'm going to play football after all. Probably made the right decision. Got drafted first overall. Now he's in the NFL. Did some, has already accomplished some great things. Pro Bowl this year. I think he won Rookie of the Year. So I think when you, when you can accomplish those things, you probably made the right decisions. Yeah. Well, well, it'll be. It's funny you should bring up multi-sport athletes because there is one guy I want to I want to mention. Now, a couple years ago, uh, no, sorry, a couple weeks ago, when we had uh, our friend Jr. on the podcast, we did a segment talking about uh, which Heisman winners we would like to see attempt to play another sport. And there has been a Heisman winner saying he's interested in playing another professional sport, and that's Johnny Manziel wanting to be a professional golfer. How good is he? That's my only question. Yeah, well, he's given himself a lot of time. He said he he's 28 now. He says he wants to be on the PGA by the time he's 40. So maybe he golfs a lot. He grew up a rich kid. Yeah, maybe in 2033 uh, we'll get we'll get Johnny Manziel playing professional golf. I hope we do. That would be something else. To see. I mean, it's happened. Uh, football players have played golf, played professional golf before. Uh, the one that comes to mind to me is John Brody, former Stanford, I believe, and 49ers quarterback, also went pro in the PGA Senior Tour. Uh, Tony Romo also really wanted to play a pro golf. Uh, oh, yeah. He's a huge golf uh, guy. Huge golf Brody, guy. When he was Brody was a very, very underrated quarterback for the 49ers there for a while. And then things didn't qu- – you know, he never was able to lead them to that next level. And then Joe Montana comes along after – a little while after Brody and, you know, wins all the Super Bowls and they get Steve Young. But John Brody was a really good football player. I believe he wore the number 12 as well. He I could be mistaken. He did wear 12, yeah. Uh, and wore 12 at Stanford and in um, and in the NFL. And now, as is tradition, whenever we mention Stanford on this show, I need to check to see if John Brody finished runner-up for the Heisman. Because <laughs> Stanford every Stanford player did. Isn't that amazing? Andrew Luck never won won a Heisman. With just how how good he was and how how good everybody knew he was. That Heisman's tricky, man. You lose a game at the wrong time or you have a bad game at the wrong time and, you know, it's over. And and for him, I think that people had such high expectations. They wanted a national championship or something, which is really difficult to do at Stanford. Oh, yeah. Very hard. Before Luck came around. And um, I checked. Uh, John Brody did not finish runner-up for Heisman. He finished se- seventh in the Heisman voting. The winner was Paul Horning. 
So let's get back to transfers here, and uh, I want to mention uh, Darion Kendrick. He was he was someone we were planning to talk about a lot last week, and then the news came out that Eric Gilbert was entering a transfer portal again. So Darion Kendrick, uh, he he's being looked at. Well, of course, he came from Clemson and entered the transfer portal after this season. He's being looked at by five different schools according to twenty four seven Sports. Yes, I saw that too. Uh, Alabama, Texas. TCU, Georgia, and Florida. I personally love him at Alabama. That would be a great pickup for Alabama, considering they're losing Patrick Sertan the second. Yeah, we're losing PS two. I mean, we're still we're getting Kool-Aid McKinstry in and recruiting, uh, so that's really going to help. But at the same time, Josh Jove, uh, I'm not a fan of Josh Jove. Yeah, I, I just. I think he has talent. He's just not consistent. I just love hearing you guys say Sertan correctly. I know, I know, Mikey must know, but yeah. his dad was a Pro Bowl, you know, Pro consistent Pro Bowl. Yep, yep. On the Dolphins for a long time there with Sam Madison, they had a really good duo. And at one point, he made it known to tell everybody it's Sertan, not Sertain. Yeah, another no, short little story I remember. I just call I just call him PS Two, not to be confused with the PlayStation <laughs> Two. <laughs> Um, and, and of course, the, the last uh, transfer update we have is Eric Gilbert, of course, LSU to Florida, back to the transfer portal. Back to the portal. And we've gotten nothing since then. Uh, I, I heard from 24-7 that Ole Miss is interested, and that makes perfect sense. I would love to see him in a Lane Kiffin-style offense. It would be Lane Kiffin would be so crazy with Eric Gilbert. Like that is a match made in heaven. Well, Lane Giffen did make OJ Howard a first round pick. Although OJ Howard definitely helped his case by becoming the Clemson killer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that would just be amazing, especially because that would really help out Matt Corral. We know how inconsistent Corral is. One week he'll throw six touchdowns, next week he'll throw six interceptions. That actually happened. Yeah, and they could be a real threat to. Uh, well, they're not. Good. They probably wouldn't win the SEC West, but they would probably be the second best team in that division. Maybe third behind Alabama and A and M. Yeah, and considering the fact they're losing Elijah Moore, they need another target to help corral out, and and they're losing Kenny Yaboa to the draft as well. Getting yeah. Eric Gilbert or Eric Gilbert would be a fantastic pickup. Uh, and of course, Eric Gilbert uh, came from Florida, so that brings us into our next topic. It's a brief one, but I, I, I'd be remiss if we didn't mention it, and that's Florida's freshman defensive lineman, Desmond Watson. Goodness, this was crazy when I when I first saw it, I was like, "There's no way this is real. This has to be a typo." I I made a meme about this and I sent it to Kyle. Uh, Desmond Watson, LB, you're not going to believe this. Weighed in to spring camp at Florida, six foot five, four hundred thirty-two pounds. Oh, oh my goodness! This is a freshman too. A freshman. And people Good. thought Terrence Cody was a big guy. Yeah, that's the natural. The natural comparison is Terrence Cody. Uh, I don't think Terrence Cody ever played in the four hundreds at Alabama. Although I could be wrong. How tall um, is Cody? Was he 6'5 like that? Terrence Cody was 6'4. 
Six four. Okay. I, for some reason in my head, I was thinking like six two, but okay, six four. So they're both similar in height. They're both similar um, in height. And Cody, um, uh, again, I don't think he ever he ever played at four hundred pounds at Alabama, but he did weigh in at um, around f- uh, up to four forty at Mississippi Gulf Coast Junior College. What did you say this kid was? 440, right? 444 kid, or something? Desmond Watson is 432. Oh, my goodness. So he's not even, like, on the, you know, the fringe here. He's a good 30, 40 pounds over 400. He is, he is like, snug in that 400 range right now. That's yeah. – yeah. uh, he's got to what, – what is their what, – what do you tell a guy? What's your ideal playing weight for somebody that shows up weighing 432 pounds? I think yeah, I, I think the boost. ideal weight now. This is where the uh, this is like where we go back to the Terrence Cody comparison, which I think is the most realistic comparison. Um, and that is Nick Saban wouldn't offer Terrence Cody until he got his weight down to three eighty five. Oh, wow. which is still like incredibly big for a defensive lineman. At three hundred eighty-five well, pounds, we all know how big, you know, Vince Wilfork was. What was he playing? His playing weight about three forty. I think they like to say three fifteen or stuff. You know, like how they'd, they'd label it a certain way, but most people I think felt he was around three forty or so, right? Yeah, in the so NFL, officially he was three twenty-five, but unofficially, okay. I would say he's probably more than that. But really, I do think it comes down to athleticism because the thing with Wilfork and with Cody too was that. Yeah, these guys are huge. They're also freak athletes. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I don't know anything about Desmond Watson, uh, aside from the fact he's 6'5", 432. And clearly, <laughs> he's, he's an athlete. Clearly, he's good enough to play Division One FBS football. But if he's able to capture that athleticism and get that weight down, then he's going to be a force in the SEC. He has a good name, Desmond Watson. It just it sounds like a good name, doesn't it? Like like a star player named Desmond Watson. Yeah, it's a pretty great name. Yeah, it's a, it sounds it like a great name. It is a great name. Great name. I mean, I, he's probably gonna be a great player. If I'm being honest, I know Florida. Yeah, I know Florida's defense isn't there. It's not that good, especially compared to their offense. Yeah, but this I, this kid clearly. Was out of town. Apparently, he played high school at 375. So if he can get back down to that level, then yeah, he'll be a game record, just like Terrence Cody was at Alabama. I would just love to know how he gained that weight. Like, did he work out the entire time? Is he still growing? You know what I'm saying here? Well, did he? Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. I, I do think he's still growing. You got to remember, he's uh, he's just entering his freshman year of college. So we, he just graduated high school in like December. So he's definitely still growing. Like he's got to still be growing, and, and, you know, he could be even be lifting. And I, I don't know what he looks like. I would love to see what his physique looks like to see if he's a m- muscular kid versus Cody. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to insult these guys. Cody wasn't quite as solid as, say, you look at Vince Wilfork. He had those solid shoulders, great shoulders. His arms were pretty solid, you know. I would love so, to see what the kid looks like. I'm gonna have to Google this Desmond Watson. I, I just want to. I want to see what he's working with here, frame wise. See, see if he has big shoulders and 432. If he's working out like a maniac and he showed up weighing that, and you know, yes, he'd obviously have to change his diet and drop a good 
60 pounds, probably 50 pounds. I would just love to see what he does to see what he did between graduation and where they said he was 375. I believe you said, and he shows up at 432. I would just love to see how he put that weight on. Uh, I'm fascinated by that. Yeah, it's not, I mean, it's not that long ago where uh, a guy that size wouldn't even be offered a Division One scout, like Cody. Of course, Cody did have some academic issues, too. But Cody had to go to junior college, which brings us to our next topic. Last chance you. Ooh, this show it's, is pretty fun. It, it, the show was fun, but it's over. It's, okay, it's not over, but last chance you football is over. It's moving on to basketball now. And so that's where, um, LB, have you seen Last Chance You? Sorry, I had my, my thing muted there for a second. I have not seen the show. Literally everybody tells me that they are just dumbfounded that I haven't seen the show. I believe yeah. you're one of the people that always tells me, like, how have you not seen Last Chance You? Yeah, I really recommend it. It's on Netflix. There's five seasons, uh, three different schools, uh, all junior college. Uh, a lot of these players, a lot of these guys end up going Division One. Some of them go to the NFL. Uh, of course, most notably being John Franklin III, who went from Florida State quarterback to Auburn wide receiver to winning a Super Bowl with Tampa Bay Buccaneers. A cornerback, too, I believe. Yeah. He, he no he put yeah he worked out quarterback or sorry cornerback when he was with the Bears and then he ended up with the Buccaneers as a wide receiver. Ooh, he's pitched and, again. And although he wasn't active for the Super Bowl, he did get a Super Bowl ring when Tom Brady won. Did he catch any passes this year? He did not. He did not. I was going to say, how cool would it have been if he had caught some passes from Tom Brady? You know, he did catch one from Jameis Winston. So, yeah, call that Jameis Winston, <laughs> who who I should add is the guy who beat him out at Florida State. That is funny. Uh, so Jameis anyway. Winston. There's a college talent. You know, I, I, I never felt he was as good as other Yeah, you you speak on it. I'll let you guys speak on it more than more than I probably should. I used to watch Jameis and I never f- was quite as infatuated with him at Florida State, even when they won the national championship and all that. I was never feeling him the same way I think some others were. I don't know. I he didn't he didn't like wow me, I guess. I don't know. Maybe I'm just so when he got to the NFL. I didn't really have high expectations. And then actually he started to mature a little bit and he was seemingly getting better. And then <laughs> Jameis just, he's had a, he's had a career that's just kind of baffling. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I don't want to go to Jameis one of one on you, but um, I, I, I was a fan of him. Well, okay. Partially because he was from Alabama. He went to Hueytown high school uh, out by Birmingham. Also because he beat Auburn in the national championships. I'm always going to love him for that. Uh, I was a fan of Winston's 2013 when he won the national championship because he had a crazy – he had 40 touchdowns to 10 picks, and he, it was just insane. Yeah. But the and next he, year, he really fell off. He did. He declined a little bit. And I yeah. think that's the year we saw Sean McGuire, right? I think that was the kid's name, the Jersey yeah, quarterback. Yeah, Sean McGuire. Some say he's still the backup quarterback. He's <laughs> – I, I see the fact that we know his name is just like that was a whole thing because we all know Jameis was a little crazy in college. He was a little bit immature and maybe a little bit more than immature. But I think the thing that led to the McGuire start was I think it was when Jameis stood up on the thing and he started yelling, 
you know, expletives. I, I, oh, yeah, it's either that. that or or this is gonna sound funny, but like he went to a Burger King, asked for a water cup, filled it up with spray, and then got got because that's technically theft. That's right. And and he was trying to like and then of course the infamous crab legs incident. Oh, oh man. All but, of his like crimes were so silly too. He yeah, was yeah, a like, silly dude. <laughs> Like, dude, you couldn't pay you couldn't pay a dollar to get a spray at Burger King. You needed to say it's water. Let me say though, the person that called the cops on him, like, come on, shame on you a little bit. I understand, like, like who takes their Burger King job that seriously that they were like, I don't think so. This guy's taking little, you know, free little cups of Sprite. Not, not at my Burger King. Yeah, like, he's taking a Sprite somebody, from us. You know, like. <laughs> You would think like he stole and like he was stealing from like that person directly. Like, I don't know. I mean, to call the cops that, on him for that. Like that, that's, that's something I feel literally everyone has done. Like you go to, you know, a fast food place and you say, "And I'd like a water," and they hand you the cup for free. But here's the catch: you got to make sure they're not looking, because then you can fill it up with anything you want. Not that I would recommend that. You know, James Wiseau got arrested for it, so don't do that. <laughs> I'm thinking but, about what Mikey just said. Maybe they were Auburn fans, you know? Yeah. Uh, Auburn fans. I actually want to talk about a couple of guys who beat Auburn next, and that being uh, Tua Tagovailoa and Mac Jones. It's been, it's been made known the past couple weeks that both Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddell were asked who's a better quarterback, and both of them said Mac Jones. So, so what do y'all make from that? Um, I think a lot of it is two has already been drafted, so nothing can really happen to it. But is if if Jalen Waddle and Monte Smith come out and say, yeah, two was better than Mac, that maybe hurts Mac's stock in the eyes of some people. Yeah, I agree. LB, what are your thoughts on that? I think I agree with Kyle. I think that it's one of those things where. Really, Tua has – you can't hurt Tua at this point. Nothing they say can take away from his incredible accomplishments at, at Alabama. Um, I'm sure if they were asked, you know, last year before Tua was leaving, if the roles were reversed, they'd say, you know, Tua is the better quarterback. So I think they're really just kind of trying to hype up their guy a little bit. Um, I think that if they do say, yeah, no, two is better, two is way better than Mac, does, does, does NFL teams care? I don't know. I have no clue, right? Who knows? But I, I think that they're just trying to do a service to their guy, this guy who just had this incredible year. Mikey and I say it all the time. He probably had the um, – because of Tua's injury and, you know, last year, he wasn't able to finish this year, his last year there, uh, Mac probably had the most prolific single passing season in Alabama history. So, you know, it's, it's a nice thing to say. They're probably more doing it because they don't want to hurt his stock and things like that. But there could also be some validity to it too, right? You can argue that this was the single greatest passing year that we've ever seen from an Alabama quarterback. Tua, oh, yeah. of course, was hurt. Yeah. And I know Mikey has has thoughts on that because I like to say it and I, I love to see his response to that. Well, uh, the, the caveat to Tua 2018 versus Mac Jones 2020 is that Tua in 2018 did not play the fourth quarter. Mm. Ever. He rarely played the second half. I do remember that. I, I remember, no, he threw one pass in the fourth quarter. It was in the Iron Bowl. I was watching that game with my whole family on TV. Tua threw a touchdown the first pass, and I took him out of the game. That doesn't count as playing in the fourth quarter. 
Uh, or maybe it was against LSU. Either way, that doesn't count as playing in the fourth quarter. Mac Jones often played through most of the game. They didn't take him out for Bryce Young until very late. I understand why they did that, because with Tua, you're talking about your backup is Jalen Hurts, who might be the best backup quarterback in college football history. And with Mac Jones, your backup is Bryce Young. Very talented kid. But he's only a freshman. We don't know anything about that yet. Yeah, he was super green. <clears throat> and let's think about it, too. When was the last time these guys caught passes from Tua? You know, Tua was hurt fairly, what, midway through probably last like, year, right? Probably like mid-season uh, 2019. And they're on a high right now. They just won a national championship. Their guy was Mac Jones, you know, and... Whether or not they're doing it to just pump their guy or not, right now they're on a little bit of a high, too. They've been playing with Mac now for about a year and a half or for a season and a half around there and maybe a little bit less, maybe less than a season and a half. But they just they just had this incredible run this year. You know, nobody beat them. They, they go into the national championship and they smoke. They just absolutely dismantle Ohio State, of course. And, you know, they're probably feeling really good about Mac right now. Maybe, maybe they do kind of believe that. How much did both? How many passes did these guys catch from Tua? Truly, truthfully, truthfully, I would say they did end up catching more passes from Tua just because Tua's been around. Especially Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith was a senior this year. He played his first three seasons with Tua, or the very first two and a half seasons with Tua. Uh, Jalen Waddle, I'm gonna say it's closer, but I'm I'm also gonna say he caught more passes from Tua. Has to be Tua because this year he got hurt. Yeah. yeah. Um, hey, this year he got hurt. Yeah, but you gotta also remember that um, Waddle was a year below uh, Smith and Tua um, in recruiting. The freshman season for Smith and Tua, and so was Mac Jones and uh, Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs. My God, that was a great recruiting class. Yeah, it was. That was 2017. Jalen Waddle's freshman season was 2018. And Jalen Waddle was the first recruit I was genuinely like, I could not wait to watch him play at Alabama. <laughs> I got to tell you, that kid really, what he did in the national championship, the way he toughed it out, I like that kid, man. I like his mental makeup, his toughness. I love that crap, what he did in the national championship like, game. He wanted to play, he wanted to be a part of that. Yeah. The second of those recruits that I've never been, that I can't wait to watch is um, Kool-Aid McKinstry, who we mentioned earlier. The, the cornerback also plays basketball. Uh, and I think he was the state football player of the year in Alabama, so there's that. Say that, say that name again, please. Well, his real name is Quincy McKinstry, but they call him Kool-Aid. Oh, man, these names now. This this kid's going to be a star. He's gonna I don't know anything star. about him, but... Yeah. He's a cornerback. <laughs> he was, the no, he was uh, I believe, and I could be wrong, so don't quote me on this. I think he was the number one-ranked football player in the state of Alabama and the number four-ranked basketball player. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he's a great athlete. He's a... Uh, yeah, just, I'm excited to watch him play. Yeah, you and, should be. The minute the minute a football player named Kool Aid is is on your favorite team, you know, that's the excitement right there. Like you're already, you just hear that. Like, I don't know. Do you, do you remember in Blitz the League? One of my favorite names ever had to be Cookie Wallace. Who I do. I Wallace? actually own Blitz the League. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's cookie Wallace. We need a Cookie Wallace. I don't remember what team it was on, but I do remember one of the teams had a defensive lineman named McLovin, so I would always pick it just so I could play as McLovin. <laughs> uh, I love that video game. 
the so the the Irish R and B singer. Uh, Super bad is the greatest movie of all time. Damn but I want to mention the this is another debate I want to start. That is the greatest college football player of all time. And that will be you're the guest, and also you're you're older than both of us, so <laughs> you, you should get you you the floor is yours. Who do you think is yes. the greatest college football player in history? Well, growing up, um, I'll go I'll go with a few guys. I'll I'll pick my I'll use my own eyeballs to pick one. But growing up, I remember the guys I always heard of were you know Bo Jackson, and the main one I always heard of was Herschel Walker. And you could probably speak more on what they accomplished, but I remember Herschel Walker used to just. The talk about Herschel when I was probably even when I started getting to football in the mid '90s, he wasn't as great in the NFL. But I mean, everybody talked about Herschel like he was just the greatest thing to ever happen to college football. That's what I remember from my childhood a little bit. Um, now with guys that I've actually seen play, because you know that's kind of our all of our own bias, right? We're going to usually go with guys that we've seen. The guy that I saw that I thought was better than everybody else anytime I ever saw him play in college football would probably have to be Reggie Bush. Ooh, that's a really good one. Yeah. That's a very popular pick among a lot of people. Reggie Bush. Uh, he obviously great career at USC. Uh, won the Heisman. Um, legally, I have to say, he did not win the Heisman <laughs> anymore. However, he won the Heisman. Don't don't tell. Except if you're in Austin, Texas, the great people of of the city of Austin, Texas, believe Vince Young won the Heisman. So I will let them have that. Vince was awesome, man. Vince was incredible. He was a stud. He he, he earned awesome. everything that he ever got. That guy was incredible in college. So Kyle, who do you have as the the goat of college football? Greatest college football player of all. There's so many people to pick from. It's oh my goodness. Reggie Bush is a good pick. I'm a big fan of Reggie Bush. He was just so electric. Michael Vick was very fun to watch at Virginia Tech, like LB said earlier. Oh, yeah. I loved Michael Vick, man. So much fun. Steve McNair was another good player, another awesome player to watch. Oh, oh you can get Mikey going for hours on yeah. Steve McNair. <laughs> like, there's so I many... think I already heard him. You just, you just say Steve McNair, Mikey's just ready to go. <laughs> Uh, okay, who, who you got? I mean, is it McNair? Is I do I, think I might go with McNair just because, like, the college he went to, the stats he put up, like, you don't see that nowadays with someone at, at a lower school like that getting put into the Heisman consideration like he did. And I would like to add a little caveat here. What goes against some of these guys now, and we may not realize realize it, but I think we do it psychologically. We always tend to think, well, how good were they in the pros? And I think people do it, yes. and they don't even mean yes. to. Yeah. Thank do you know you. what I'm saying? It drives me insane. Like you see it with um, Tim yeah, Tebow, for yeah. instance. Yeah. I don't know how much you guys like Tim Tebow, but when he was playing, I mean, he was like one of the best college football players ever. Yes. And then people now they they saw him in the pros and they think, ah, oh, well, he kind of stunk. Like he wasn't all that. But it's like. But he, he was all that at Florida. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? He was all that and a bag Kyle, of chips. You are preaching to the choir because last season in 2019 for the 150th season of college football, ESPN 
was doing their uh, top 150 college football players ever. And at number one, for some reason, they put Jim Brown. Now, Jim Brown, in my opinion, is the greatest professional running back to ever live. That being said, he had 2,000 rushing yards his entire college career. Yeah, that's that's, that's not not up there with some of the all-time greats. I'm thinking you're going to go Barry Sanders. That's yeah, what I'm I am going to go Barry Sanders. I think Barry Sanders is the greatest college football player of all time. I think yep. that's a really great pick. He's got some insane records. Yeah, he, he felt like he did it at, at Oklahoma State. Exactly. I was going to. I didn't mean to interrupt. I I start get going getting excited myself because I was thinking about Steve McNair who did it at a smaller college. I believe it was Alcorn State. So it was. You know, so you kind of think things about, you know, you look think about the numbers a little bit differently. But Barry Sanders was doing this at o- Oklahoma State, which is not like they were playing a bunch of bums, you yeah. know. Well, he was putting, Big Eight was actually pretty good. Um, uh, and the, um, oh, of course, the, the one stat I, that needs to be mentioned when you're talking about Barry Sanders is that in 1988, Barry Sanders rushed for 2,850 yards. I, I'm going to repeat that just because it's so absurd. In 1988, Barry Sanders rushed for 2,850 yards. That is not only, not only has that never been broken, that's never been approached. That, and not just in FBS. All the way down to Division Three, no one's even gotten <laughs> close to 2,850 yards in the season. Do you remember that Division Three kid? Or am I thinking Nate of Danny Kamek. Woodhead? I'm thinking of Nate Kamek. Okay, that is the name. There was some kid who piled up a bazillion yards in Division Three. I thought. He, and he actually kind of started getting attention a little bit. He, he broke the record uh, held, by, held by Danny Woodhead uh, for most career rushing yards across all divisions of NCAA college football. Um, but he never got um, he never got close to Barry Sanders. He did get close to Barry Sanders. I'm sorry. He did get close to Barry Sanders. Did he really? In 2008, Nate Kamick rushed 377 times for oh 2,790 yards and had 44 total touchdowns. That's absurd. Now, Barry Sanders, in 1988, rushed 373 times for 2,850 yards and 45 total touchdowns. My goodness. 44 were from scrimmage. He also had a kickoff return touchdown to open the season, which makes him the only player in the history of organized football to start back-to-back seasons with a kickoff return touchdown. And uh, actually, my my favorite Barry Sanders story, uh, this involves Barry Switzer. Of course, you all know Barry Switzer, former Oklahoma coach. Of course. Dallas Cowboys for a couple years, won a Super Bowl. Yeah, Yeah, Dallas Cowboys. Anyone could have won with those teams. Well, okay, whatever. Um, Barry Switzer, when he was still at Oklahoma. Now, Barry Sanders, his first two seasons, was the second string running back at Oklahoma. The first string was a guy named Thurman Thomas. Mm-hmm. Pretty That's good player. Thurman Thomas. Thurman's pretty tr- freaking good. And 
Um, Barry Sanders' sophomore season was Thurman Thomas's senior season, I believe. And Barry Switzer goes into his meeting with his defensive coaches uh, before they play Oklahoma State. And he says, y'all better pray Thurman Thomas doesn't get injured. And they're sitting there thinking, like, what? it's Thurman Thomas. This guy's a first-team All-American. This guy's, you know, he's going to go on to the NFL and be inducted into the NFL Hall of Fame. He's going to be in the College Football Hall of Fame. You know, what? why would we not – if he's injured, that's better for us. And he goes, no, it's not. <laughs> Check out this kid. From Wichita. His name's Barry Sanders. Thurman's good. Sanders is better. Yeah, just absurd. It's it's literally absurd. That is that praise at that time is pretty pretty damning, don't you think? You better hope Thurman Thomas doesn't get injured and people are like, Whoa, what are you what are you talking about, buddy? You know, what are you uh, what are you guys doing over there at your program? What's in the water down there? And like, yeah. no, this next guy up is just a freak. Probably the greatest natural runner you'll ever see with the greatest instincts I've ever seen with eyeballs in the back of his head. I was able to witness one of his gems, one of his most famous moments ever versus big way, big play Willie Clay back in uh, 1995 or something like that. And it was like just this incredible play. And he got Willie all turned around. And it was a Barry Sanders was special, man. He was just incredible. He was absolutely – I would say if you combine college and pro careers, Barry Sanders has had the best football career ever. I would say the only thing that's missing is a Super Bowl. And it wasn't his fault. Yeah, it definitely wasn't his fault. Yeah, because like, you look at the greatest NFL players ever. Like, okay, you got Tom Brady, consensus greatest NFL player of all time. In college, he was splitting time, and when he was playing, he was good but not great. And he got a great, a lot of great college football players. Like, uh, like LB, you mentioned Tim Tebow. He wasn't that good in the pros. Even someone like Tommy Frazier, who was absolutely incredible in Nebraska. Eric Crouch he, never even got a shot. Eric Crouch never got a shot. Tommy Frazier never got a shot. Scott, oh, this, now we're just talking about Nebraska running backs. Scott Frost only got a shot at safety. Oh, my God, I just called them running backs. What about, you know, you got guys like Charlie Ward, who had some incredible years. Uh, Andre Ware, yeah, the things Andre Ward, Ware was doing in Houston. Charlie Ward never got it, never got the uh, the chance to play in the NFL. He signed with the NBA. Yep. Yeah, wasn't it because he wanted to be a first-round pick, but he wasn't yeah. guaranteed to be a first-round yeah, pick? Yeah, he, he, like, the way, way Charlie Ward, obviously Charlie Ward played football and basketball at Florida State. And Ward said he was only going to go to the NFL if he was a first-round pick because he was already a guaranteed first-round pick in the NBA. So he told NFL teams, if you don't draft me in the first round, I'm not going to sign. And then um, I think I could be getting this story wrong, but even if it is, I hope no one corrects me because this story is hilarious. Like, someone from the media interviewed his own mother, and they asked him, if you were an NFL coach – and you were looking to draft your son. When were you thinking of doing it? And his own mom says, in between the third and the fifth round. Oh, my goodness. Thanks, Mom. Roasted. Of course, Charlie Ward ended up going to the NBA and playing there for I don't even know how long. So it's not like he – it's not like he uh, had a – 
He didn't fail or anything. Yeah. Like, oh, wow, he's still a professional athlete. I feel so sorry for him. (laughs) Who's the guy interview? Speaking of interviews, you've given this gem before on Deion Sanders that always cracks me up. Oh, yeah. Another Florida State guy. Another Florida State multi-sport guy, we may add. It was when Deion Sanders entering the NFL draft. Uh, he was interviewing with the New York Giants. This is a good the one. Giants sat him down and they handed him this huge stack of papers. Dion asked the Giants, he says, what is this? Uh, the people with the Giants go, it's a test. We give this out to all of the players that were interviewing before the draft. So Dion says, when are you picking? And the Giants say, we're picking 10th. Dion says, I'm going to be gone by then and leaves. Yeah. Andy, he, to be fair, he was gone before their pick. Fifth overall. That's the Prime time. best the best top five in NFL draft history in Tony Mandrich. That was 1989 NFL draft. From the incredible bulk to the incredible bust. I'm sure you've seen those SI covers. Oh, yes. Course number one overall, the Dallas Cowboys select UCLA quarterback Troy Aikman, Hall of Famer. Pretty okay number, pick. <laughs> number two overall. Yeah, worked out worked out pretty good. Yeah. Worked out not bad. Number two overall. <laughs> number two overall, the Green Bay Packers select Michigan State offensive tackle Tony Mandarich. That's sure. Number three overall. Detroit Lions select Oklahoma State running back. Think you know where this is going? Barry Sanders. Oh, it's all picks. All pick. Uh, again, not bad. I've seen yeah, worse. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty good pick overall. Pick the Kansas City Chiefs select Alabama linebacker Derek Thomas. Rest in peace. Derek Thomas is so good. Derek Thomas, still the all-time leader in sacks in the history of college football. Do not let the NCAA tell you otherwise. Now, when he died, <clears throat> I was, like, stunned and so saddened by it because that was, like, when I collected football cards and I just loved the NFL and, like, you're more into, like, all the players around the league type of thing. When he died, I actually had a whole collection of his cards where I made, like, a two-page thing for him and, like, his memory and – I remember he had, you know, I think he left behind seven seven children, and it was just a real tragedy when he died. That was just, that was awful. Car accident. And one of the greatest pass rushers you'll ever see. Once got, I mean, I think with my money, I'm betting that Alabama's uh, mid-'80s linebacking core, I think it was 85, it might have been. Um I think that's the best linebacking core in the history of organized football, college or pro. Who was that? Yeah. Cornelius Bennett, Derek Thomas. And Keith McCants, yep. Pretty good group. They all yeah. went on to have really good NFL careers. Pretty great group. Yeah. And that, that for my, like, compare that to anything in the NFL, anything in college, I'm taking that. Over the 85 Bears – over the Giants with Lawrence Taylor and anyone with a pulse. Over Alabama just in the past decade, they had like Rolando McClain and Dante Hightower and some other guys I can't remember right now. I'm taking Cornelius Bennett, Keith McCants, and Derek Thomas over all of them. 
No, that's a name. Rolando McClain. Boy, did I think he was going to be a stud, but he he still is. Don't don't tell me otherwise. (laughs) He could have been so good. Yep. I'm with you, Kyle. I'm with you. Oh. I still think he. I still think he's active. And if you tell me otherwise, I'm. I'm sorry, but you're wrong. <laughs> hey, what's what's going on with Reuben Foster? I just saw he will not be going back to the Washington football team. Foot, football team's not re-signing him, and that that made me a little sad. He didn't miss this past season with an ACL. Yes, he was injured. Uh, Do you think he still has a career ahead of him? He's had. I think he incidents. does. If he stays clean, I think he does. Mm. Well, it's about that time we head into. My favorite game. Oh, goodness. That being, oh, yeah, that guy. I got the first one ever since I got on the first one. I've just been getting owned by Mikey over and over again. Kyle was one and two. <laughs> Kyle's one and two because he got the first one with his first guess, so I've been making them harder since then. Yeah, I should have so never done that. How does this game work? So this game works, Shelby, is I will read off the year, team, and stats, year, team, position, and stats of the player. College, you can tell me who the player is. Okay, cool. And it's going to be that player that makes you think, oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> I so actually in- love that, as you know. we Mikey and I developed I, – I started loving Mikey because I would just start sending – and then I think he fell in love with this silly game we play too where we just send a picture of a guy in college and try to guess that player. By now, Kyle's seen it a million times too, mm-hmm. and – Sometimes I'll we'll screenshot stats and we'll send it and we'll see who can guess the, who which player that was and you try to leave out some pieces of information and yeah it is it is so interesting it's, to just see some of the former guys like my one of my favorite ones to send is Tory Holt because people are always like hmm who is that who is that guy huh. who could that be that guy had an incredible career and then you say Tory Holt and they're like oh yeah Tory Holt it's all funny it's all fun in games until it's like. Midnight, and then we're just like going at each other, like, "How the hell do you not recognize Kevin Cobb stats at Houston?" <laughs> he was, like, it he was the brutal. best quarterback in the Big East. How did you not realize that? <laughs> the actually, Big they, East. Yes, actually, they weren't even in the Big East. They were in Conference USA, <laughs> but they're in the Big East now, so whatever. Okay. Anyway, the oh yeah, that guy. In 2015, while playing for Michigan State, this defensive back had five tackles, one fumble recovery, which he returned 38 yards for a touchdown. Michigan State. Who was the guy that got drafted from there? What was the year again, Mikey? This was 2015. Michigan State? Yeah. Oh, man. I'll give you a hint. Oh, I would give you a hint, but the hint's going to give it away. I feel like I have an idea of who that – there was. A, there's a Michigan State corner that made some noise, and I think he's – is he still in the NFL? No. He's not. I no, swear I'm not. picturing somebody. What position was it, Mikey? He was a defensive back. Defensive back? Oh, man. Michigan State. I'm picturing defensive. somebody. I'm seeing a few Michigan State players in my head right now. Yeah, me too. Oh, this is tough. Michigan State. Michigan State. That's a tough one, Mikey. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm picturing a guy in my head. 
You like I am. I'm picturing someone in my head, but a name is not coming with it. What was the stat you said, Mikey? He had in 2015. Mm-hmm. He had five tackles, a fumble recovery that he returned 38 yards for a touchdown. Okay, so it was the, ah, okay. So I know what the fumble recovery was. Oh, you definitely know who it is. See, I, I don't, thought he said five interceptions. So oh, now I'm thinking, okay, so it was like a kind of more of a no-name type of player then. See, Am I wrong? I know, I, well, I not no-name. His name is very well-known, but people don't know anything it about I know the exact play Mikey's talking about because everyone was freaking out about this play back then. Everyone I can't was, remember the player. Come on, everyone Kyle. You got this. About it. Picture it in your head. Think, man. I can Michigan see the, State. He, uh, he recovered can, a fumble, took it 38 yards to the house. Yeah, because it was, oh, no, he bobbled the punt. Uh, that's not exactly what he said, but it's close. Are y'all waving the white flag? Oh, my I, goodness. I am. I would like to see Kyle get it. I'm waving the white flag. LB is waving the white flag. Uh, Kyle, any? Oh, oh, yeah, it was, oh, no, he has trouble with the snap. That's oh. not the. It's not the guy's name. I can't I accept that. I know, but I know the play. <laughs> it was like it's Michigan, Michigan State. The he has trouble with the snap, and Michigan State picks it up and returns it for a touchdown. That is the play. One of the most, one of oh. the most famous plays yep. in football history. It was from Michigan State to win the game against Michigan. The last play against of the Michigan. game. Yeah. So Kyle, is, oh, I cannot remember his name. Very waving the white flag. I know the I know the exact. That's the problem too. I know the play, but I don't know his name. I feel like so, if I knew the play, I'd know the name. I wish I had Kyle's. <laughs> if I could remember the play off the top of my head, I feel like I'd I'd be all set. I cannot like wait I'd to hear this name, name for me to get mad so I can start punching the air. Uh, are you waving the white flag? Yeah. What's the name, Mikey? What's the name? Whoa! He has trouble with the snap. It's picked up by Michigan State's Jalen Watts Jackson. And he scores on the last play of the game. When you said Jalen Watts Jackson, when you said that he had a fumble recovery for 38 yards since that shot, I knew it was the it was the fun. I got a quick one for you, Mikey. Who is the player? They they go to snap. This is NFL now, but you'll you'll get this one easily. So maybe we should try to see if Kyle can get it first. Um, they go to snap the football. Bobble the snap. Now, now, mind you, they're taking a knee because they're running Is out the clock. Is it Trey Junkin? Oh, no, it's Joe Pasarczyk. No, no, you actually, it's, so they're going to the quarterback. You're saying the quarterback. Okay. Um, They go to take a knee. It was Herm Edwards who recovered the fumble. You see, you wrecked it that quick. I, I wanted to see if Kyle could get it. I even I, said Mikey will immediately know what I'm talking about. I wouldn't, Would have got the name. I wouldn't have got the name, but I knew you were talking about the miracle at the Meadowlands with Herm Edwards picking up the ball and returning it. Yep, that's that's what I started thinking of when you with this play you guys are talking about. Herm Edwards making that play pretty cool. I I need to do another. Do you got any more, Mikey? This is pretty fun. Let's see what you got. I want to sure, do some. Sure, we, can do, we can do a couple more. I I don't care. I was going to use Kevin Cobb next week, but I already mentioned him, so whatever. Uh. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's let's stick in 2015 and. Uh, we're going to go to the 2015 Alabama team that won the national championship and beat Jalen Watts Jackson and Michigan State in the semifinals in the Cotton Bowl. Mm-hmm. When 2015, this guy had 63 catches for 700 yards and four mm-hmm. touchdowns. 2015, you say? So just also, guess the player? 
Yes, I'll guess. The, I'll guess Calvin Ridley. Not Calvin Ridley. I was just trying to think of the years. He's in what year three? So it's not Ridley. Okay. Was it? Was it OJ Howard? It was not OJ Howard. Um, come on, come on, Alabama, Alabama. This kid had seven. So I'm trying to think of some. They've had some obviously incredible wide receivers come from there. Yeah. And this um, guy's not one of them. 2015. Not he's bad. not one of the incredible ones. He's not bad, but like you look at all the great Alabama wide receivers like Julio Jones, yeah, uh, yeah. Smith. This guy is not that quality, but he did make it to the pros. Now was Calvin Ridley on that team? I feel like Calvin he would have had was to have been. On that team. Okay, okay. Was so I wasn't totally way off. Year. Freshman year. Okay. So that's what I was thinking in my head. It's like, oh, maybe that's like a young Calvin Ridley. You know what I mean? Putting up seven hundred yards. He's Actually, not quite Calvin the go-to really guy yet. Calvin really put up a thousand yards in a as a freshman. As a freshman, thousand forty-five wow. actually, and never oh, broke a wow. thousand again at Alabama. Believe it or not. Really? Wow. Yeah. This guy wasn't one of them, huh? Did this guy go to the NFL? Even he did go to the NFL. Hmm. Went to the NFL. All right. What team did he play for? Otherwise, yes. went to the Jets. Alabama kid went to the Jets. Alabama player on the Jets. Huh. Who's their wide receivers been? Let's think. Who have their wide receivers been over the years? You know, it's not Robbie Anderson. He was Texas Tech or no, he was Temple. something. Yeah, Temple, yeah, cool one of those Texas rule. schools. Uh, Temple see. in Pennsylvania. I don't know what. I don't know where you think Temple is, but that's in Philadelphia. Temple's in Philadelphia. They play in the Eagles Stadium. You know who I'm? You know what I'm thinking of is um, Troy. Troy is in Texas. Troy's right? in Alabama. Really? Yes. I just I guess I just assume every college is in Texas. <laughs> I always thought Troy was in Texas. <laughs> uh, so it goes it was, it was, you're about to be like, ah, so he went to Washington State and all that. that's, that's, that's in Washington. <laughs> that, that, that small school in Texas, the Washington Huskies. I remember that kid now. All right. I got you. I uh, swear. I, I, I swear I have lived my entire life believing that Troy was in Texas. <laughs> Demar- I, I thought DeMarcus Ware played in a Texas college and then went to the Cowboys. You know what I mean? Like, I am just, wow, Troy is in Alabama. I had no That's idea where cool. Troy even was, so you're better than off <laughs> I was. Kyle, you got any guesses on this Alabama guy? Alabama receiver that went to the Jets. See, when I'm thinking of the Jets, I can't. Can't think of any Alabama guys right now in the Jets. Me neither, man. Well, I, 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 I'm, except for that quarterback who went there for a little while. Uh, Joe Namath. Which one? No, of course not. <laughs> the other one there, uh, McElroy. Was was oh, it McElroy? Greg McElroy. Greg McElroy. Didn't he wind up on the Jets for a couple years? A lot yeah, of people wanted him to start, he but he never really got a shot. If you ever feel bad about yourself, just remember Greg McElroy was a third trainer behind Mark Sanchez and Tim Tebow. Oh, <laughs> oof. All right, Mike. Yeah, that is not. I'm waving the white flag because I can't come up. Yeah, I'll, I'll wave the white flag as well. It was uh, Ardarius Stewart. Ardarius Ardarius Stewart. Stewart. I, I know Ardarius Stewart too. Now, Mike, you've talked about with me about him with me before. He was almost like a disappointment in ways, right? Didn't they want think he was going to be like much better than he really was? Was this the guy we talked? Who I know that we have my favorite one. I, if, if I know Mike, you will know this name. If Kyle knows this name, I would just be this. This guy played for Alabama and made the greatest catch I've ever seen in my entire Tyron life. Prothrow. 
You see, he won't even let you play, Kyle. <laughs> Why he bullies me in this game, dude? It's it's not fair. Well, Pro Pro ended up getting injured, so he he was never he was never the same. He fractured his leg. I would say Stewart's pro career is a bit disappointing because he was a third round pick and he only lasted like oh. two seasons. He was a third round pick though, huh? So, all right. So then he must have been, you know, seven hundred yards, whatever, in college. That's still pretty productive. It's not. He you was know, a, it's productive. He was a solid number two receiver behind Calvin Ridley, or number three if you want to include OJ Howard ahead of him. Okay. Yeah. And, I feel and, like and, Barry Stewart's the guy that we used to talk about, and I think that. People thought alongside Ridley, he actually would have been even better. I could have sworn we had a discussion like that before. I could be it totally wrong, of course. Might have been, it might have been Robert Foster. No, it might have been Cam Sims or Robert Foster. Maybe. Cam, maybe. You Cam know Sims these guys. A good pro. Yeah, Cam, Cam Sims is actually pretty good. Um, he's on the football team. He's on the football team. <laughs> and, and Robert oh, Foster, he, he's, he's had a few good years. He was at the Bills and the Packers. And uh, he's now also on the football team. Is he was he related to Ruben by any chance? No relation. No relation. Okay. But he did okay. have to put R O Foster on the back of his jersey. I know I'm probably ruining this game for you. I'm willing to take a few more. I love these types of things. Oh, these we, can, we can do it after we can do it after the after the show. I think I think it's time we better start wrapping up. I want one more. Give us All one right. more. All right. Come on. Fine. Come on. One more. I'll, I'll just I'll just take it from Alabama just because I'm. I'm looking at it. Okay. Um, it was a 2015 Alabama. Um, he got 37 tackles, 11.5 tackles for loss, six sacks as a linebacker. Alabama 2015. Reuben Foster. Not Reuben Foster, although he is a teammate of Reuben Foster right now on the football team. Ryan Anderson. Yes, it's Ryan Anderson. Good one. There you Unfortunately, go. Unfortunately, Kyle, that doesn't count towards your total score. <sighs> of course it doesn't. <laughs> oh, let it count. Come on, he got it. Well, that, was, that wasn't the playing guy. It was just someone I picked at random. Okay. So uh, we'll call it 1-3-1, one, and one, okay? There we go. There we go. Give me the tie. So uh, I think it's about time we start wrapping up. LB, if there's anything you'd like to plug, go ahead right now. No, uh, I just want to say I thank you for having me on. I, I don't know as much about the the transfer portal stuff as you guys, so I just tried to chip in with random little stories. But I'm willing to come on anytime. I'll try to talk less. I didn't mean to talk over Kyle a few times and stuff like that. you know. So I do apologize to you, Kyle. You're You're doing a fantastic job. I love Kyle. I just love. I just love the Kyle thing. Just Kyle. Just yeah. you know. Just I said it earlier. He's like Brady or Jordan. Yeah, or Tua, right? Tua. For for yeah. this for this podcast, just Tua. He is basically the Tua of this podcast. Kyle is the glue that just holds everything together. And you guys, I had a. It was honestly a blast. I'm always willing to talk about old college football things, and I always think that's like so fun to me, as Mikey knows. Mikey, I've always, I always, if anything, my only shout out would be to you, Mikey. I, you know how much I, uh, how much I've come to appreciate your knowledge for these types of things. You're doing a fantastic job, Kyle. You're doing a fantastic job. Appreciate it's always fun that. to come on and talk football, and uh, you guys are awesome, man. That was fun. I had a fun time. I really did. All right, Kyle. I'm sorry, I didn't contribute more, but I tried to. Have, I had fun. All right, Kyle. You're uh, you're up now. Uh, only thing I can plug is my Twitter. 
at Jim Rari, G-I-M-R-A-R-I. All right, and uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mikey Delulo, M-I-K-E-Y-D-I-L-U-L-L-O. And remember to follow the podcast on Twitter as well, at CFB Corner TTM. And Mario Cristobal, if you're still listening, you're always welcome to come on anytime. Just let me know when. All right. So you know what? I guess I guess I do have a few plugs. I'm sorry. Uh, no, at no. Stan Gronk Nandez, Instagram, Twitter, at Stan Gronk Nandez, just like it sounds. Uh, and, of course, our, our title talk tweets, which is going to be really just content that comes from all of all of the pods all across all of different podcasts that everybody does that includes you guys um that's just like it sounds title talk tweets and thank you so much guys i'm sorry for having to butt in again that was no, no that was problem a fun time, no problem at all and mario cristobal the offer is always on the table reach out to me dm me on twitter we will drop everything and get you on the podcast thanks for listening everyone